Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. episode of the Stone Cold Silver podcast, take two. Uh, nothing like, you know, face planting immediately when trying to start a re- recording. Uh, you know, Reza, it, ha- I wanted it happens to, to the best oh, of us. Yeah, right. I wanted to update you on where I am with my New York City Marathon training. As of this recording on Sunday, we are officially three weeks out from the marathon. Mm. We are... Wow. Yeah, this weekend was the last, like, hard weekend, I'll say, of training. Um, normal training season, 18 weeks, I'd say. Uh, for me, it, it'll probably be, it'll be about 15 weeks instead of 18. Reason being, I got LASIK in July, and it, like, shaved off, like, two, two to three weeks, I'll say of training uh they didn't want me to sweat didn't want me to rub my eyes didn't want there to be a lot of like physical jostling of things and so it was it felt like an easy thing to say all right i won't run the first couple of weeks of training um the mileage isn't that hard yet and i i was in i was in good enough shape to to essentially skip out on those early runs um we are essentially entering what's known as the tapering portion of the programming and so once you're uh maxed out on the effort and load you start to slowly bring down the effort make sure that the body is essentially it's like you know when you're boiling a pot of water once like once it starts to boil you you turn on the heat a little bit in case you're not ready for whatever you know you're about to do and that's where we are Uh, just hit boil um this season has been different than the other ones because this year my friends and i decided that we were going to do a 22 mile training run normal training plans have you max out at 20 essentially studies have proven you do not get any physical benefit from running anything over 20 miles in a like training run okay. uh reason for that is uh if you can run 20 um your body can handle 26 um, interesting and the risk reward starts to heavily skew in the negative uh direction you risk injury a lot more and there's no sense in getting injured before the race the reason yeah. With all of that taken into account that we've decided to run a 22 is because historically we've hit a mental wall at 20 and needed to figure out a way to um, to mimic like a hard training run. But still, once you hit 20, you don't like immediately turn off. It's like, all right, I hit 20. I'm good. And it's like such a mental uh, accomplishment and achievement. But then on race day, you're like, oh, I still have six miles. That's another, essentially on, on marathon day, that's another 10K that you still have to run. Right. Uh, now, adrenaline will take you there, uh, <laughs> but it would be nice to have uh, something, you know, banked in uh, in the train and say, you know what, when I hit 20, I didn't hit the mental wall. The adrenaline wasn't the only thing that was banking on getting me there. 
And so yesterday, uh, we completed a 22-mile training run. Now, you can go to my Strava and pull up the route that I did. But essentially, and this was also funny, this was the fourth Saturday in a row that it was raining. Uh, it's, while it's been Sunday today, too. Yeah, it's been a really wet few weeks. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because Sundays have been beautiful. Uh, suns are sun is out, no oh, precipitation nice. whatsoever. Uh, yeah. But we started on the west side at around eight thirty a.m. Um, Riverbank uh, Park. They they just updated the track uh, there, but we we. We walked there to the like uh, the ground level where the trail is. Friend and I, uh, well, there's four of us. Uh, we, we started jogging um, to warm up the legs. We ran all the way up and across the GW Bridge, which okay. is really cool because they've built and completed one side of the pedestrian crossing. Um, and they're working on the other side. So right now the north side of the bridge uh, is complete and you share it with, uh, with cyclists. And then they're gonna build the same thing on the uh, on the south side of the bridge. What was nice about the rain because it was like really windy and the weather was like low fifties and the rain was coming down really hard. There weren't that many people out, and so we didn't have too many cyclists that we had to contend with. I can imagine on a day like today where the weather's really nice, you would be um, basically bobbing and weaving the entire time. So not as fun. Especially because cyclists feel like they own the road and they're really trying to just, uh, you know, really fly past you. But we we ran into Jersey, uh, ran into Palisades Park. Now the Palisades Park, uh, the elevation was really crazy. We had never experienced elevation like this on a training run that was both this intense in its grade, but also the length and duration of a lot of the um, hills was essentially stacking the like the worst aspects of many Central Park hills, whether it was the intensity of the grade, Palisades Park had steeper grades, and the length of the hills were much longer as well, and they were rolling. And so it's just like, all right, we were really hammering the legs uh, in the first eight miles. And so in a way, we were saying to ourselves on the run, all right, you know what we're doing? We are synthetically tiring out our legs yeah, because I think the route that we were running had two hundred feet of additional elevation that the than the marathon route will will have, okay. and so it's sort of nice to say, all right, you know, we're good. We're we're not going to run twenty six miles today, but it does feel like it's like all right. It maybe is it feel it'll feel like we will have run a mile or two extra, um, and then we know we uh, we made our way back, uh, still in the pouring rain, uh, and then we ran all the way down the west side uh, and loop back up at around like a. On the water, it was like around like 50-some street. Um, and so I will say that historically, I've been struggling on my longest runs. Uh, it just feels like at a certain point, I lose a lot of energy. And then it feels like, you know, it basically feels like uh, the, the, the tank is on empty. And then, you know, you're basically uh, just using momentum to move forward. And so there's a lot less of like intention to get there. And I think I have found out the reason why, and it's my fueling and nutrition strategy historically has been super low. And so, you know, you're Mm. running for three, three and a half hours. It's like constant exertion that there is just no more energy uh, in my body. And so 
what we have decided on this particular one to try out was we would, instead of trying to time the nutrition every hour, we did it every five miles. And so even when I didn't need it in the beginning, like five miles in, you know, I'll say like normally it's like, I don't need it. I'm fine. I feel great. Uh, but today or yesterday I was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to eat a goo packet. And then at 10 miles, still when I don't feel like I need it, we're going to eat a second goo packet just to keep that energy okay. level high. Yeah. And then I'm telling you, even with all the hills, even with the rain, even with the wind, when we were hitting 1819, my friend mm-hmm. and I were like, have you I'm ever felt this right good? Yeah, right? Yeah. It's like, have you ever felt this good at this point? But no, like arms are pumping, legs are moving. And so we were able to get 22 down it, and it was the best feeling of a long run. Not only have I had, for especially for this season, uh, but for in, a, in a couple of seasons, and it was a 22-miler that I'd never done before. And so it felt really good to have this going into taper season, which is essentially the next few run. Like, I'm still going to be running the same amount of frequency throughout the week, like, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, and then Saturday. But the long runs are basically like, we're not going to be doing anything close to 20 anymore. It'll probably be like a 16 and then a 12, like even like a 12 and a 10 for yeah. two weeks. It's like, all right, we're just, we're just keeping the the legs sort of fresh. You know what I mean? Right. And then, uh, and then we'll be all set. We'll be all set. So we're, we're, we're coming down into it, man. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's been a good season overall. Uh, I'm not going to jinx it yet, but I haven't had um, the same issues to deal with this season that I have in the past and so just just trying to be really intentional and safe with uh with what I'm doing yeah that's great I mean yeah you didn't you haven't you, you didn't like twist your ankle stepping up a right. curb when you're volunteering or something so yeah that's that's great to yeah hear. that was a uh, that's a tree root in the park that I just didn't mm. see and then like my my uh, my <laughs> ankle went like 90 degrees and I was like oh cool yeah, that's cool. terrible yeah. No, I, I'm noticing that a lot of those like silly little things, especially as I'm getting older, just seem to have a lasting effect. And it's really uh, tough. It's really been tough. I I twisted my ankle when I was taking a walk with Lena like months ago. And um, like a week, not even a week later, I don't know, it was a few days later, I, I, I mowed the lawn. And I think I told you about this. Like I started having really bad pain in my, in my feet or specifically my right foot. And I actually went to see a podiatrist and he had to give me a, uh, this like brace that I, and I, I needed to continue to wear the brace because if I didn't, like every time I thought I was good and I, and I went a day without wearing it, the pain would come back. And so yeah. um, it's, it's, it's since gotten a lot better. I got these like super cushioned croc shoes that he recommended and i just wear those around the house all the time now um we you know we have hardwood floors throughout most of the house outside of just like stairs and in the basement and um, i said hardwood floors but not hardwood it's uh you know just like hard surfaced floors throughout most of the house and um just doing you know walking around a lot over the day just really stressed my foot and and put in a fair bit of pain so um having these shoes definitely helped but this is not a thing that I had to like be conscious about in the, in the, in the past. So yeah, being aware of it and trying to, trying to be careful because again, some of these like super silly things that would have happened to us, you know, when we were like eight and or eight or nine, we just brush off, you know, an hour later just seemed to put me out of commission for a far longer. Yeah. Um, what remind me, was it plantar fasciitis that you were dealing with? It, 
it was um I can't remember exactly what the naming the name was, but it was a different tendon than than that. Um it's just it runs um along the side of the foot rather than uh, the was at the top. So yeah, I, I, he he explained it to me and it made sense at the time. Um that's where it seemed that the pain seemed to come from. It was specifically as I like if I like tried to tilt my foot at a kind of an angle a little bit, if that makes any sense, that's when the pain would really kick in. Um so yeah. Ah. Okay. Man, it sounds like everyone I know has a boot of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about uh, any, anything else going on for you this weekend? No. I mean, it's uh, it's mostly that. Um, I know that we haven't recorded in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, what... Did you did you get up to something last week? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I should say, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to people who who were interested in hearing us last week. I did remember to record. You did not, but I was just really tired, and uh, I ended up That's just okay. hanging out in the bed. <laughs> I just didn't. I never texted you. I was like, if he doesn't say anything to me, I'm uh, I, I'm I'm just there hanging asleep. Sometimes, that, it's, that's, sometimes that's, that's what, what it happens. is. Yeah. Um. So yeah, last week we um we. It was really just like family time, um, like Saturday. I'm trying to remember exactly what we did on Saturday. Um, I think we just kind of ended up going around uh, various stores. And it was just like, you know, the, the three of us, me, Lane, and Gordon. But on Sunday, we drove out to uh, – it was west of Chicago, which ended up being like an hour-and-a-half-ish drive from our place to go to an apple orchard. So uh, as you'll one day find out, when you, when you have when your your kids are in school, they want you. To, they have like quote unquote fun work, and I mean oh, obviously geez. when they get older, they'll there'll be the homework that you have to help out with. But with fun work, there are certain things that they want you know the, the kids to engage in and you know do these like activities or crafts or things at home. But that of course falls on on you as a parent to to do. And so they do this thing um, in the in the in the in the autumn or fall time. It's called a uh, Stanley. So Stanley is like this little paper cutout that you you like design yourself or with your parents. And then the idea is that you take Stanley around with you on a weekend of uh, your weekend of adventures and you take pictures of you and Stanley doing various things. And so like, you know, if you're going on vacation, that's super convenient. You could take Stanley, you could show Stanley on the airplane and, you know, Stanley in a boat or on the beach and things like that. But you know, we, we didn't really have anything planned. So Lena was looking around and she, when we were in, uh, back in Delaware, there was this apple orchard not far from us. It was actually across the border in Maryland. And we used to go there a lot for, um, apple cider donuts. And so we haven't had apple cider donuts really since then. Uh, actually we, last month when we went to visit, we did, we did stop for apple cider donuts, but beyond that, we haven't really gone um, out to find a place with decent donuts out here. And so Lena was looking and she was like, you know, what? it could be fun to, to take Gordon apple picking, which he had done when, gosh, I think he was probably like two at the time. I think maybe, yeah, I think he's around, around one or one or two. And, uh, yeah, he had to have been one. And we went to this apple orchard. We did some uh, apple picking with my, with my, uh, brother, um, his sister-in-law, uh, a couple of other people. I think my, uh, a couple of other my siblings were there too. And so we figured we'd take Gordon out and do some apple picking, take some pictures with him and Stanley, get some apple cider donuts. So we uh, hopped in the car. It was like super last minute. Like we decided this Saturday night and we, we decided to do it Sunday morning. So we uh, we drive down 
like an hour and a half. Gordon did not sleep at all, at all, uh, although we thought he might on the on the drive down. We got to one place and we actually found two orchards that were that were fairly close to each other, about fifteen minutes apart. We got to the first one, dude. It was like it was it was huge. Like this place reminds me, it reminds me of like a state fair type of type of deal. Like you park, it was a long walk just to get to the entrance, um, and then. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was about. I think it was honestly the donuts that Lena didn't like the 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 look of because she was hoping to find like fresh made like straight out of the fryer donuts, which is oh, what we yeah. found back in back in that place in Maryland. And so we ultimately decided to not go in this one uh, again twofold. Um, one, everything was like super far apart. We weren't there for to do all that much. We really thought we'd be there for like an hour tops. So we decided to to uh, to go to the next one, which is only about fifteen minutes down the road. So we got in the car, went down that to that that one, and it was much much smaller, um, mm-hmm. but more in line with what we wanted to do. Now, ultimately, the donuts were not straight out the fire, but we fryer, but we did try them. They were really good. Um, but at this point, it's like shoot, it's like one two, and we left yeah. the house. Probably like, I can't remember what time we left the house. Like ten ish, maybe. Actually, let me think about that for a moment. I can't remember when we left the house. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we uh, we got some food. Uh, we got we got a coffee. Um, you know, did like bathroom stops and stuff. And then ultimately decided you want to forget the forget the apples. Like it's like twenty dollars for a bag. Um, it's like twenty bucks for a bag of like three pounds of apples or something. It'd be way cheaper at the grocery store. Um, we let Gordon just like play around. They had like this little like. Um, silly little like hay maze which all the kids were honestly just treating as a jungle gym because instead of running through the maze they were all hopping up on top of the bales of hay and chasing uh. each other uh, and jumping across the gaps which is a little bit uh, worrisome so this is more like the older kids who were doing that Gordon wanted to go up there and just like walk around so he did he did do that but he was uh, pretty um, you know restrained with it there were a couple other things that that we did. They had a bunch of animals and stuff, so we were checking out like the chickens and the uh, the goats, the cows, horses, um, and that was really it. We uh, hopped in the car, took that long drive back home. Had to stop to charge the car um, at a charging station because uh, you know, it was too too long of a distance to make on on a single charge. But yeah, it was nice. It was nice, but it was it was definitely tiring, which is I think with which I think led to um, me just getting into bed early-ish and not really wanting yeah, sure. to leave. I want to say I even worked out that night too. So I was just pretty spent. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was nice. Um, but damn, like these, I cannot believe how fast time is going. Like I keep saying it, I'm very keenly aware of it, but every week is just flying by. And I I, I, I just- How does it make you feel? I don't know. Like I-, I I guess it, especially looking at it through Gordon's eyes or maybe just like looking at him through my eyes and just the perspective as a kid, how I felt about time and how long things felt, you know, like the di- when you're a kid, when you're, when you're like, you're looking forward to each birthday, right? Like every, you're always looking forward to birthdays because each birthday came with more access. So it's like, oh, you're, you know, 
no one really like we didn't really pay attention to this but like when you turn seven you have access now to tv y7 shows for instance or you turn 13 you could see pg-13 movies um y7 yeah yeah, y7 right (laughs) i'm just saying like yeah just these are like the first (laughs) um but then like you know you turn 16 you get that license that's like that's the big one 17 you could see rated r movies 18 um you can at least in, in pennsylvania you can drive beyond curfew at that point so um 21 obviously alcohol for a lot of people so when you're a kid you're like looking forward to these birthdays a lot of the times because it gives you so much access it gives you a more freedom you get you come become you become more independent and so i'm looking at gordon i'm thinking about you know when i was a kid every year felt so long the time like i don't know like the first 18 years of my life felt like forever the last 18 years of my life because i'm almost you know I'm, I'm i'll be 35 in two weeks um, so I'm almost, I'm almost 18 years beyond my 18th year and I can't believe how fast it's gone. And looking at Gordon, who's now four, I can't believe, like, as I really think about this, he's going to be grown up and like going on to college or whatever he does after, after he turns 18 so fast, like it's going to, it's really going to go by quickly. And I can't believe that he's four already. Um, he'll be in kindergarten next year. We won't be paying for daycare anymore. <laughs> hey. Big wins, big wins. Yeah, that money that's just that's just gonna go straight to a college fund. Honestly, like we're okay. we just we we won't reduce the amount of money that we're sending. Like it's it's better to do it now than to, to try to play catch up when he's like fifteen. Like oh, oh shit, we yeah. gotta, you know build up that fund now and yeah, like just just keep it rolling, keep adding to it, and um, hopefully, especially if he if uh, like because. You know, I certainly want him to go to college, but I also have that mindset that that mindset that we had when we were kids. I'm hearing more and more that like people don't feel that college is quite worthwhile anymore. It's not worth the money, and so some people are opting to not go because it's getting so expensive. So I today would love for him to go to college, and that would be my intention for him. So that that would be mm-hmm. the reason why we want to make, save this money. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what ultimately ends up happening with it. But yeah, I just. I just can't believe it. Um, sometimes, like, if you're, have you ever, like, really just stopped and looked at yourself in the mirror? And, like, when you think about your the way your face looks, the way your body looks, do oh, you God. think it, do you think of yourself, <laughs> do you think of yourself as you were when you were younger? Or do you, like, have kind of an accurate present picture of your face? Like, I remember having a conversation with my mom years ago and, um, she must have been like her 60s maybe this is like later in her life when she was uh, yeah but she was she would she'd said something along the lines like you know she doesn't even recognize herself in the mirror when she thinks of herself she thinks of herself as she was when she was like 20 and so she looks in this in the mirror and she sees this old lady and it's like who are you (laughs) and um i if i look at an you know an old picture of myself when i was in high school or, or early college, I'm like, yeah, I don't really look like that like, at all. I'm not sure that I would reckon. Like, you don't if think I was, so? I'm not sure. Yeah, no. I like, I see, I see. There's obviously the resemblance, and it makes sense. But like, if I really look at myself, there's so much change, and uh, it's kind of shocking. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. I think we've had some like a similar conversation when I was talking about the summer worker, the intern that I had this summer. Yeah. And I was giving him some advice and you know, he he's literally gonna be a senior, so he's only seventeen years old right now. And I'm talking to him. Oh, like, you're giving I'm old like, man advice now? Yeah, no, right? That's what I was thinking. Cause I'm like, yo, this kid, like 
Because to me, when you're when I'm 17, it doesn't matter. You you be 30, 50, they're all the same to me. Um, you know, you're 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 not a kid, so you, you're just an adult, and a, and an adult who's 30 is the same as an adult who's 50, more or less, right? And uh, I'm realizing now that just um, you know, my my perspective is quite different, and than than a lot of younger people. Therefore, I cannot possibly be classified as a young person. Well, that's for sure. We definitely can't be classified as a young person. Yeah. Um, you know, to answer your question, though, do I see myself as someone now? I think I see myself maybe... Because I've had this similar contemplation. And I think the delta between how old I actually am and how I view myself has gotten much narrower. I think, like, especially in my late 20s, I think I was... Um, I think it, it's, it was probably wider by a few years. Um, certainly always felt like I, uh, I've, I imagined myself to be younger, I think, than I actually was um, yeah. in some respects. Uh, but in other respects, like I do live the lifestyle of a much older person. Um, yeah. I think, you know, you, you bring up a, a fascinating concept of, you know, your first 18 years felt like forever. And now the last 18 years, you know, have been much, much faster. And, and that, that phenomenon seems to be pretty consistent where, you know, your first 18 years, your frame of reference is so small, yeah. right? You're, yeah. And your life is pretty much on rails where there's so many things that are decided for you and you have to experience it for what it is. Like you, you're basically program the programming in your life is centered around your education and your family right? right it's not like you're going out by yourself a ton it's not like you're you're just like oh it's tuesday at 8 p.m i'm just gonna go out i'll see you guys later it's yeah. not like you're, you're you're within the halls of your school for most of the day and then most of the week and then the other like it'd be like well, what is it like 60 70 percent of your day is at school or your week is at school and then the other yep. like maybe 25 percent is at home and then maybe if you're lucky, like 5% or so is outside of all that space. Um, and so like the the moments that really start to jump out feel a lot more like fewer and far between. And so it does feel like your frame of reference is a lot smaller. But then, you know, from college on where like a lot of the rails fall away, it's like, all right, you get to decide what your life is going to be like. And so it does feel like that with that newfound freedom there's so much agency that you're that you're given whether 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 it's you know for better or worse um, college is you know, you know what is your standard college experience your college experience changes every semester it seems like when you've got a, you know new classes new schedules who you're hanging out with it's like all right you, you start to tease uh, at the at the confines of whatever structure it is and then it's like all right then you start to do internships right then you're starting to work. Now you're what you know with your with your graduate programs like all right, you can come in whenever you want. This will take however long it takes you, um, but it's also treated like a job in some ways. And then you're traveling for work. You're working remotely for extended periods of time. And it's like all right, then you're meeting your partner. You're, you're deciding if this is the person you want to build a family with. And then you decide to build a family with that person. You, you know, like I remember. Uh, when we were doing this podcast a few years ago, it's like, all right, you, you were, you know, discussing, thinking about, you know, getting engaged to Elena and, 
now it's like look at how far we've come in a much smaller amount of time it's like the the, the beats of your life and the things that you're creating are are much larger and so yeah. you, you could almost compare like how many years have you lived in like now like the last like if you pick a year and like the like the year where you know you got married and then you you know you you found a new job and then you like you know yeah you, you guys like gordon like the, the the window of all of that happening you could argue is probably worth the same as like eight or nine years in the first 18 yeah yeah absolutely right like the, the volume of activity and accomplishment and experience in years now uh, you're just running circles around the the first 18 it's, it's not because you you couldn't or wouldn't it's just like you, you just weren't in, in a position where any of that made sense and now it's like now you've got a job you've got a wife you've got a son you got a home and you're making decisions of like does my son go to college or not and it's like you know when you were in middle school it's like oh, what are we doing later after school you know what i mean like are we are we going to be like running around playing basketball in the in the in the driveway or are we like tossing the ball around or playing video games because like, that's a much different sort of experience and so it's um I, I do empathize with that pretty pretty greatly yeah yeah <sighs> yeah it's just uh yeah i would definitely heard that definitely very uh just wild i guess yeah yeah you're getting into that uh back in my day phase you know I, mean? I know yeah yeah uh, there's gonna be a whole lot of uh i think that's partially what it comes to when you like thinking about conversations that will that lane and i will both have with gordon when he starts to get older and we're giving him more like life advice and not like you know these are the things that we want you to do but you're still your own person who's going to make their own decisions and who has the potential of disappointing us so we hope that you take our um guidance and run with yeah. it you know i think that it's going to be very easy for us to think like i think that as i'm talking to him I'll be talking to him as if I am telling him, you know, okay, when I was your age, like that wasn't that long ago, dude. Like it wasn't that long ago when I was your age. I, I, I remember this. I remember being in your, in your in your shoes. Like, please listen to me. And he's going to be listening to it the way I listened to my parents when they would say these things to me. I was like, dude, dude uh, that, was yeah. that, was, that was so long ago. Like it's the world is different. The world is different. Like, no, it's, it's the same. Like the situation. We're in the metaverse, man. Get out of here. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see. Just, I guess that's the irony of the uh, of growing up, right? Like when you're younger, you feel like you know everything, and you mm -hmm. don't need a lot of help. You're 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 almost like you're burst. You're bursting at the seams at what you want to be doing, and then once you're in a position to do those things, you're like, you start to give your parents a lot more grace. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, I see. I I couldn't see before. You know, you obviously didn't have a wife and a kid when you were in high school. It's like, all right, I get it now. I get what you were trying to do. Sometimes, you know, you might be like, you know, I might have turned left when you turned right there, but I understand what you were trying to communicate with me. Yeah. That's just like, you, you, it's almost like you're you're locked from that empathy until you experience it. And maybe you're not at a point uh, when you're younger to even experience any of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, Gordon might be hitting you with the same thing, 
when he's your age. And it's like, oh, all right, I get it. I know why you said it. And you're being be like, if only you had listened to me earlier, we wouldn't have had to deal with all this. But it's like, you know, I know that I've had conversations with my folks of like, you know, they're like, you know, we want to protect you as much as we can. Why, mm-hmm. why do you need to make the, like, why do you need to like feel the experience of mistakes in life? And it's like, well, I hear what you're trying to do. And I, and I really appreciate that protective uh, urge, right? Because you, you don't want Gordon to suffer in life. But yeah. sometimes, sometimes you do need to fall and scrape your knee. Now, granted, there is, uh, there is a level and, and a limit rather to, to what uh what which mistakes need to be experienced for that lesson to be learned and other be like hey a stern word is like hey listen we're not doing this i don't need you to have experienced this to understand the like the the ramifications of this actually happening um but it's like there, there's there's no, there's no better uh lesson than the one you learn yourself like there's a, you know, bringing it back to running. We have a friend that we're training with right now who's in great shape. He's a, he's a climber. He, uh, and he like, you know, he does a lot of uh, rock climbing and all that stuff. And, and so like his base level of fitness is very high, but he's never trained for a marathon before. And he's, he's coming to that point where he, he, you know, we've told him, Hey, you, you, you're picking a training regimen that might be too much load for for your body you know just because you're in really good shape doesn't mean that you're potentially your body is ready to take on this repetitive abuse of running and he goes no i think i got it i got it you know whatever whatever and you can only tell somebody so much before you're like all right looks like you're getting shin splits dude like i I hear you and the only way to solve shin splits is rest yeah and we've all had to deal with that to be like all right i know the limit now i understand uh, what it means to, to take a step back, but I, I can you know, it'd be like, I, I can't tell you to be like, hey, you got to watch out because if you get shin splints, you're going to be off your feet and you have no frame of reference for how painful shin splints will be, you know? So it's like, you know, I can tell yep. you so much to like, hey, don't go down that road, man. There's, there's a lot of potholes <sighs> and you're going to hurt yourself. Like, no, I got it. It's like, all right, sometimes... You know, if you can, it's like maybe maybe losing control a little bit there. You, you bump your knee. It's like, yeah, how do we feel? We don't like that. Are we going to do that again in the future? Hopefully not. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's that constant balance of does he need to scrape his knee to, to learn his lesson or does the knee not need to be scraped because there's like, you know, bigger ramifications. Right. Yeah. Shin splits suck. I'll definitely say that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> That's Real. that's the leg elevated on the couch. You know yeah, I mean? man, just icing. I remember getting shin splints back in track, and it was just oh you know, yeah, throw some ice on that and just wrap your yeah. legs up. No, it didn't help. It never it never felt any better. <laughs> it always hurt. I didn't know you were in track. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I did track for um, one year actually. I did it junior year. Was it junior? Yeah, it was junior year of high school. I drove myself, but I didn't have a parking pass. Like I, it was a late decision to do it. Like that, oh, I was gonna have to be on. I, I needed to be there like after school, and you know I had siblings, so my parents didn't have the time to like pick me up or anything like that. So this was the first time I ever did a, an after school sport, and it was convenient because there wasn't like a workout. You know, everybody made the team, and I didn't like it. Like I liked aspects of it, but. Uh, so Yaron was a sprinter and he was one of the top sprinters actually. And 
I think the coach didn't like Euron, and because I was friends with Euron, he did not like any of Euron's friends by association. So I was classified as a sprinter, but uh, new members of track could only do two events, and they made me a high jumper and a long jumper because I was pretty good at those, but I wasn't really great at those either. And I Uh think I could have been a good sprinter, but um, I was restricted to just two events. Euron actually failed, like he failed a class. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god like he got like a he got he like he like screwed up his academic eligibility and he got kicked off the team <laughs> um, <laughs> why are we and, laughing uh, at this this is not funny because he's also... fine now he's doing great he's doing right? great in life right he's doing uh, fine he's, do, he's doing fantastic in life he's doing great doing they just great. had a baby doing a baby he's got a great job plays well they got a nice house and everything they're, doing, they're great um but at the time you know he he had like failed chemistry uh a, sem- a quarter of chemistry or whatever they called it and um and so they needed a replacement to for uh for to to run and coach was not having it like he he wasn't even remotely going to consider letting me letting me run it was so bad that i never got a time like i never knew exactly how fast i ran 100 meters I never knew. I I tried one time, like there were there was I had finished my events early during a track meet, and the sprinting events were always like the last events. And so I was like, hey, like I feel good. Can I run in this final heat of the two hundred meters? And he's like, nah. I was like, wait, really? Wow. He's like, yeah, no, nah, you can't run. That was a coach. Um, and then as far as the the jumping events went, the coaches for those. Um, do you remember Miss Bray? I think she was a bio teacher. You don't only like know her if you so. had her. I didn't. I didn't have her, but I just knew that that's that's how people knew her. Um, she was one of the jumping. She was the the long jump instructor, but she was only there part time. And then the high jump instructor, he was also the hurdles t- uh, instructor or coach. And so there were many days that neither coach were, was there, and so I was unable to practice the jumping events. And so I might just go between track meets without having ever had a proper practice for the event oh, that no. I was actually going to be doing. Therefore, I was just doing sprinting practice. And I found that really frustrating um, because I was like, well, I either want to do some high jump practice because I can jump a lot higher than what I'm actually clearing, but I just don't have the technique down. Or sure. I would love to do some long jump practice. And there were also times where I had to like pick and choose where maybe both teachers or both coaches were there, but I can only do one of them. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the whole experience has really soured me to to certain, I guess, organized sporting. I do um, know the coach you're like, talking about, by the way. He did not like me. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, it was cool to do. Um, it, was, it was good that I, you know, had that, that like, after school uh, sporting um, experience. Mm-hmm. But... It was it was annoying being in a situation as a kid where it's like, wait, why, why, why am I getting a negative response to this and I can't do anything? Like, I don't know. Just felt like I could. I felt like I could have done way more than I actually was able to do there, and it was unfortunate. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a shitty feeling. I'm sorry. Yeah, eighteen years ago. That that one's definitely that one is eighteen years ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, should we uh, should we get out of here? Yeah, we should. All right, cool. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see everyone next week.